0: Mercy be in the name of God, who is the Father and Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, I don't know very much about many things, to be honest, but I don't know very much about wine. Anyone else know much about wine? And so, normally, if I'm needing to buy some wine, it's chosen by what's on special offer or the Tesco meal deal. What picture is on the label, or what the name is? Maybe I might look at what's come from South Africa, but then I need to read a bit more closely to it. What's the deal, what's the picture, or what's the funny name? Am I the only one doing that? <laughs> some yeses and some noes. That's Caroline's the same. So over Christmas we had three bottles, bottles of wine. One that Caroline had bought, and a couple that we have been given. The first one we decided to drink was the one that Caroline had purchased, called Reprobates. (laughs) Yeah, it seemed quite appropriate. And actually it seems appropriate to think about that today with the readings. Reprobates. Who does God call? We ask. Or how can God possibly call me to do anything? We ask ourselves. Reprobate as I am, hopeless as I am, sinner as I am, how could God possibly call me? We see this one way or another in both the Old Testament reading and the Gospel. In fact, Both of these readings have appeared recently in the midweek lectionary as well, so I found myself preaching on this Old Testament reading last Wednesday in Pontlottin and then the Gospel reading the previous Friday here. So some of what I'm saying now you may have heard before as I carry on thinking about quite what I'm preaching on the same reading. They're trying to tell me something, you know. But through these readings we continue this Epiphany theme This theme of epiphanies, revelations, realisations of something of who Jesus is. That truly he is the son of God, God made man, the Messiah. If we start with the Old Testament reading from 1 Samuel, there are two people there. There's Eli, devout follower of God. We hear that he's old. We hear that he's pretty much blind now. And we hear that there's Samuel, we're told that he is young, we're told that he doesn't yet know God. We've got the experienced person and the inexperienced person, the one with their whole life ahead of them and the one which most of life has passed by, but actually knows what he's talking about. So who would you expect to be called in such a context? No doubt in church life, we expect the person who's been there, done that, got the T-shirt to obviously be the one that God calls because, well, they know what they're talking about, don't they? They've done it all before. And actually, that's a fair point because Eli is called by God in this reading. But he's called by God to help Samuel understand, recognise, realise, achieve his own calling. That seems balmy, doesn't it? That someone who doesn't even know God, who hasn't been around for very long, being called by God to do something incredible. In fact, if we just carried on a couple more verses of that reading, we would hear that Samuel is recognised as a prophet. But he doesn't even know God when this happens. How can that happen? Don't know, but it does. God calls him in spite of or because of his background and his lack of baggage. And then the gospel reading. We've got Philip and we've got Nathaniel who may or may not also be called Bartholomew. We hear this question from Nathaniel. Can anything good possibly come from Nazareth? We hear attitudes and judging of backgrounds from there that place is dodgy isn't it nothing good comes out of there we avoid that place like the plague how could god be doing anything there how could god possibly be doing anything with anyone coming from that place they're all reprobates there, isn't it wait a minute that's the messiah And so this bottle of wine, reprobate, seemed quite appropriate to reflect on as I was preparing this sermon. Because to be fair, we are all, apart from Jesus, reprobates in one way or another. We are not perfect. Maybe our background, maybe our history, maybe our preconceptions and judging of other people our prejudices, our baggage, what's gone on before, our educational lack thereof, our money or lack thereof, the languages we speak, the way we speak, the way we look, all adds up to, well, yeah, we used those then, but God's called Actually, even Jesus has that baggage, doesn't he? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? He's from there, he's dodging. He's a son of God. God made man. But how could God possibly be calling someone like that from that place? You know, he's a carpenter's son. So we ask the same questions. How can God possibly be calling someone like that? Or from that background, or with that name, or with that accent? Or he speaks that language, or he's male, or female, or trans. Or is he straight, or he's gay, or he's married, or divorced, or single, or widowed. How could God possibly be calling someone like that? We ask ourselves, time and time again. Or how could God possibly be calling me because of I'm this, that, or the other? Those are constant questions. I tell you what, even when you've been ordained 15 or so years, those questions don't go away about asking yourself, how could God possibly have called someone like me? And as we're exploring these callings, think, you know, it's not going away, maybe God is doing something. We try to avoid it. We make excuses. Well, it wouldn't work because of this, that or the other. Because I've done this, I've not done that, or I'm not the right background, or I've not not gone to Eton, or I'm not Welsh. And then God takes those excuses away. A bit like in the Gospel reading. How can anything good come from Nazareth? Come on, come and meet him. Wait a minute. I was wrong. Truly, this is God made man. But we have these assumptions. God can only call the most holy, experienced, longest serving church people to do things. We see that as a guest out of jail free card sometimes, don't we? Well, God only calls the most devout, therefore, I can't possibly act as secretary because, well, there's much holier people who could do that than me. I couldn't possibly be treasurer because, well, there's there's much better people than me for that. I couldn't possibly do the teas because, well, you know. Bert makes much better tea than me. How can we do this? We've not got the right background. We're not the right stock, etc. But in the Old Testament reading, we see this is not the case. Samuel, young, doesn't know, yet know God. And he's called to be a great prophet. We see it throughout the New Testament as well. Jesus calling people like Matthew the tax collector, Andrew and Simon Peter the fisherman. Then we move into Acts of the Apostles. And one moment Saul is going around persecuting and killing Christians. And the next, he meets Jesus. He is transformed. His name changes, he becomes the apostle to the Gentiles. How could God possibly call someone like Saul, who's beating up Christians, to be a great apostle and evangelist? The early church asks, don't know, but it happens, and he is called, he is transformed, forgiven. I'm reminded of that quote, it pops up every so often, you've probably heard it before, God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. That calling comes first. And then God makes it possible. Because it is a fact that God does call. God does call each and every one of us in all kinds of different ways. And so we need to listen to God and discern our particular calling for this stage of our life, young, old. Or in between. We look at Eli we think well he's past him, he's old, he's blind. But he's used by God in that way. Those of us of greater years have other ways we can serve God. Maybe in prayer, maybe in supporting others, in Bible study, in building up the church. Samuel, he's young, he's not ready. We'd say, let him leave school, let him do a lot of Bible study, maybe get a job, proper job for a few years, and then, you know, maybe he could come back when he's a good, respectful older man and serve God as a prophet. No, that didn't happen. He's young, he's inexperienced. We say not ready, but then he's recognised as a prophet. Jesus, how can anything good come out of Nazareth? We here asked, well he's God made man, Emmanuel, of course something good can come, he is God. Jesus was revealed and recognised as God made man. We are reminded of this time and time again throughout this epiphany season. The word spread, it even reached here in nelson in time this church was built to the glory of god because word had gone from here in our gospel reading across to wales this happened through normal people like you or i doing extraordinary things through god's calling and through the power of the holy spirit even in ways which seemed, quite frankly, ridiculous, but God was doing it. God calls even reprobates like you and me, or like me and you, I should say, and me is the biggest reprobate. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have to ask, don't we, how is God calling each one of us to serve him in this new year? in this new season. What is God wanting to do in your life? What is God wanting to do with your hands, with your voice? What is God wanting to do through you? In the words of Eli and Samuel, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.